Welcome to the CEO Podcast. I'm your host, Britt Wright, and this podcast is for creative entrepreneurs on fire. Over our first 12-week season, we will introduce you to the foundational fundamentals for being a successful business owner while inspiring you with the amazing interviews with fellow CEOs and creative masterminds. Our focus covers a lot of ground, just like you. As creative entrepreneurs, we have to do it all. So this podcast will help you to understand the business basics, mindset shifts, strategic planning, with just a little sprinkle of the good vibe woo tribe for good measure. Here, we will prep you to become the mastermind and the boss with real life takeaways for you to apply to your growing empire. I can't wait to share the goods with you. Thank you for listening. Now let's begin. Hi, everyone. Welcome to today's episode, Success Before Sunrise. I'm going to introduce you to my neighbor and friend who really uh, got me onto my early morning routine, which unfortunately the past couple weeks has been a complete um, failure because I've been not feeling so hot, but has been a real game changer for, um, you know, life in general for the past little while. And, um, I think that you can all learn a lot from her and she's pretty funny. So we enjoyed a really fun evening together recording this podcast. So it's a little bit, uh, a little bit more giggly than you have previously heard. Also, um, just want to apologize ahead of time for the sound quality. Casey sounds amazing. I sound a little far away. So just to prep you for that. And, um, I'd like to give you a quick bio on her. She is a party mix of careers, TV host, presenter by night, serious business manager by day, fitness lover, boy mom, and work in progress. She's also super inspirational, and I hope you really like this because I find her just a joy to be with and to speak to, and she's really got, uh, she's got life down pat, so enjoy this episode. I hope you giggle along with us. If you love it, please rate and review. Enjoy. Today on the podcast, I have Casey Kolbeck. Casey is my neighbor, also one of my clients. And tell us a little bit about yourself. <sighs> How long is the podcast? No, just you have joking. 40 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> tell you about myself. Um, well, you know what? I love your podcast, first Thank and you. foremost. And I'm really grateful that you had me on because I am someone who later in life, learned the power of efficiency, productivity, balance. And I am a huge believer in something called the ripple effect, which is balancing all facets of your life so that you can live in a state of optimization. And if it sounds kind of crazy, you know, grass skirt, sage burning, it's not. It's just get your darn eight hours of sleep, drink a lot of water, eat healthy, That'll help you manage your stress, your mental health, motivate you to exercise, and everything, all those four pieces of diet, sleep, mental well-being, exercise, all four, when they're in balance, your life just feels amazing. So it took me a long time to figure that out. So I'm going to impart some of that wisdom to you today. I love that. So Casey inspired me to start my early morning workouts. It's something I've wanted to do for a long time and I just never got my shit together. And then Casey moved in across the street and I was like, who is this hot bee? And then I'm like, I'm like, what do you do every morning? Why are you up so early? Oh, I do my workout every morning in my garage. And I'm like, fuck, 
I need to start doing that. So honestly, <laughs> you really did inspire me. And now I get my ass out in the garage and I, I work out every morning at, or most mornings at 6am. I've been taking a slight hiatus because I have become very old and my back is now hurting. Well, you know what? I see that light flick on in your garage because now my garage, it turns out, had an infestation of mold. So I've <laughs> unsafe for working out. <laughs> so huffing and puffing in a moldy garage wasn't that great for my health, it turns out. And now I go elsewhere. So as I'm backing out of the driveway, I see your light on. And I'm like, darn that, Brittany. <laughs> I'm glad we can motivate each other. Yes, exactly. But honestly, you really did inspire me because I just really needed someone to kind of push and having you be like it's not that hard once you get into it you can do it was really what I needed so thank you well I told you this earlier I said there's a huge distinction between motivation and discipline mm -hmm. and that is massive because if you're going to rely on waiting until you're motivated to get anything done in life yeah it may or may not ever happen. It will probably be fleeting or temporary. And then you're going to feel bad about yourself for not following through and failing on it. Motivation is actually driven by your emotions. Like, how do I feel? I don't feel like, do you think I feel like getting, do you think I'm springing out of bed at 5am every day? No, <laughs> I get out of bed at five because I know how good I'm going to feel. Yes. By 7.30, when I have gone to the gym, exercised, had a coffee, blow dried my hair, actually put some effort into my looks, combed through random emails if I feel like it, maybe if I don't, flipped through a magazine, the kids aren't even ready for school yet, and I still have time before yes. I have to work, rather than being a chicken with my head cut off, stressed, scrambling, and at night there just aren't enough hours in the day, mm -hmm. especially when it's dark and depressing. Yes. To get your life together. Yes. Okay. I, hell yes. Because that, <laughs> that is exactly the, the feeling. Can I Can we to. get a cheers? Can we get, yes. Casey and I are recording. That probably killed everyone's ears. Um, we're recording in the evening on a Friday. And we're having a little glass of wine to celebrate. Because, you know, balance is key. Um, but that that is so key. Because when I wake up. So I usually set my alarm for like 4.44 because I'm all about like our, my angel numbers and I love to wake up on a nice little repetitive number. Justin's like, why? <laughs> Is your angel number, first of all, 444? It's any number that repeats. So like 444, 333. You know what's so crazy? What? Last weekend I was in Florida and I went to a restaurant and the waitress had 444 tattooed on her neck and she said those are her angel numbers and that's the first I'd ever heard of such a thing. Weird, and now weird. you just mentioned it. Yeah. Doo, doo, doo. <laughs> On the next podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's weird. I just looked and it was 444 recording time. Oh. I'm getting tingly all over. <laughs> we should probably stop drinking. In a PG way. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. So anywho, that's the time I set my alarm for. And then I usually snooze for a bit. And then I get up, have a coffee, check my emails turn the heater on in the gym because we're living in frigid Canada and then get my butt out there at 6am, do my workout by 7am. I have done like an hour of work. I've done my workout. I shower. I walk the dog by 8am. I have completed like the most important tasks of my day, checked those off the list. And then I can just kind of like cruise through the rest of the day. Evening comes, I either go see my horse or I relax Versus like getting home, rushing to make dinner, getting in the gym, feeling like crap because you've like been tired and you're stressed from your day. So it's a huge game changer. Yeah, it's major. So let's make some distinctions, first of all, about waking up at 5 a.m. voluntarily. Yes. 
If you are listening to this and you have young children, it right now is not a good time for you. Okay. Mm-hmm. I know what it's like. You are he, exhausted. He has three boys. I have three teenage sons. They're, they're a different kind of exhausting, not like <laughs> young kids, but anyone with young kids involuntarily is up at 5 a.m. Mm-hmm. sometimes. And it's a horrible feeling when you can get your life a little bit more routine there's something so nice and no one likes waking up at 5 a.m. because in your mind, we've been programmed since our teenage years to think of 5 a.m. is when I used to get home from bars. <laughs> 5 a.m. is nighttime to some people. It's not morning. Yeah. But if you just shift that perspective away and go 5 a.m. is a great time for creativity, productivity, getting inspired, mm-hmm. reflecting, sitting quietly. If you do have kids, 5 a.m., chances are, is the only hour of the day where someone's not barking at you, giving you orders, you don't have responsibilities, and you can just do whatever you want to do. If you want to sit in a bath for an hour, go for it. Mm-hmm. I choose to go to the gym because that is my therapy. Exercising makes me feel amazingly accomplished. And we've all heard of even those small steps to success. I make my bed as soon as I get out of my bed. I do too. Because Justin's still in it this morning. (laughs) Okay. Well, ditch Justin so you can get your bed made because that's already one success that you had. When I get back from the gym, I've got the endorphins flowing and if you don't have access to a gym, nope, even 10 minutes around the block, get some fresh air. Mm You already feel like you've accomplished something. So your day's already set out on success. Exactly. For success. So whatever happens at 9 a.m. or 8.30 a.m., if you've got little kids and someone throws up, whoop-de-doo, you've already had your me time. You can handle it. And I always love the quote, you've survived 100% of your worst days. So whenever you are having a stressful day, think about it. Yeah. The worst moments of your life, you're still here. If you're listening right now to this podcast and you're alive, congratulations. You have survived 100% of your worst days. So setting yourself up for success by waking up early energizes you, invigorates you. Now, keep in mind, you have to go to bed early. Mm -hmm. You can't be like, oh, great, and I'll stay up till midnight. No, you can't get by on five hours sleep. Mm -hmm. But if you can discipline yourself to say, I'm doing this because I'm putting my self-care first. I'm putting me first. I'm setting myself up for success. I'm consciously and subconsciously checking a box at the start of the day that says done and accomplished. Yeah. The rest of your day flows so much better. It truly does. And you have your, af- your evening and your afternoon or whatever time it is to yourself to do nothing or everything without any guilt. Yeah. It's amazing. It's, it is. And that is really the key. You get you get to that point in the day. Like today, for example, this week, because I've actually had a bad back, which I've never had in my life, but it's a whole other story. I haven't really done my workouts just because I actually can't. Like I tried and it was too painful. And I feel so shitty. Like all day, I'm just like dragging my butt and like my brain's not quite clicking the way it normally is. And when I do my workouts in the morning, like my day, like my brain works better. Everything flows better. Things are more you know, everything's more, uh, what's the word? Synch- synchronous? Simpatico. Like yeah. everything comes together nicely. Exactly. So another thing I was going to point out is baby steps. I'm the type of person I get easily overwhelmed. If I think to myself, for the next six months, I'm going to wake up at 5 a.m., 
I would turtle and go into the fetal position yeah. under my bed and just say, forget it. So I actually only plan one day ahead, oh, which doesn't, that. for things like that, I'm like, tomorrow I will wake up at 5am because I don't want, I don't, I get scared by committing to too much. Okay. And I like to just take a little bite out of that chunk of commitment and say, tomorrow I'm waking up at 5am. And then you do it the next day, the next day, the next day until it becomes a habit. Mm -hmm. And then your body naturally wakes up at 5am, even on weekends. I'm like, (laughs) ta-da. If you haven't seen a sunrise lately, let me tell you, you're missing out. There's something so beautiful about catching a sunrise. As I leave the gym, I'll see the sun rising over the town. and And I think to myself, I can't, and it's so beautiful sometimes, purple and sorbet colors and orange and fuchsia. And I think, I can't believe I could be lying in bed. Missing this. Missing this and waking up frazzled, stressed, didn't exercise, feeling all this pent up tension and anxiety. Mm -hmm. And then the whole day is just going to get worse from there with the stresses of work and everything else. Yeah, it does. It really does. I, anyway, I completely agree with you. I think it is so key. And it might not be for everybody, but I do feel that even for me, like I'm not a morning person, like weekends, I do sleep in probably till eight or nine. Sorry to all of those of you who have children, because that's just not a possibility. Um, but on the weekdays, I do feel like it's, it's a huge game changer. Yeah. And I guess I want to, I do want to dive in a little bit more about you personally, because, you know, I think you're a pretty interesting personality. Tell us a little bit about you're on TV. People will probably know you from that. (laughs) Maybe not. (laughs) So when I had kids, I decided that I was going to work around their schedule rather than go back to work full time. Mm -hmm. So I worked a lot of evenings, weekends, and I worked on TV. I worked freelance. So I would not only appear um, in Canada on the shopping channel, I'm currently a host there on weekends, but I was a guest expert. I would go to the UK to do it there, Florida, Philadelphia, QVC, HSN, all those sorts of things. And then I would appear on morning shows like back when Canada AM Live was on or breakfast television in different cities as an air quotes, which you can't see in a podcast, (laughs) but I'm doing the air quote symbol for lifestyle expert. With that comes the unfortunate pressure of people expecting you to be that way in real life. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> Which not to say I'm not like I do. If you Snoop, do have a beautiful home, I can admit she has a very beautiful home. If Martha Stewart and Snoop Dogg were like parents, they would be my dream parents. Like I love hip hop from the nineties. I love Martha Stewart. So what's that poster you have in your dining room? Uh, yeah, it says, um, I I'm trying to remember because I've got like a bunch of different Snoop quotes floating around. Um, but it's definitely a quote from a Dr. Dre and Snoop song that I have in my dining room. Um, (laughs) but I, I used to just work all sorts of crazy frenzied hours because I wanted to make sure I was there for my kids during the day. That was important to me at the time. And then when they got older, I was like, okay, it's time to get, you know, a nine to five because I can't work on weekends and evenings for the rest of my life. And the TV industry is, you know, not that um, stable of an industry. So anyway, so now I work in a totally different industry in the medical aesthetics and dermatology space, which sounds weird, but I'm the regional sales manager for a company called Galderma. um, And I oversee Ontario during the week. So I've never believed that you 
have to accept where you are in life as your future. So I've always been the type of person that if I want to pursue something, I know I'll be a success at it because that's where my mental mindset is. And I know that I can work hard. I can learn and acquire new Mm -hmm. skills. And I, I hate hearing people say, Oh, you're so lucky you get to do that. I wish I could do that. Well, go do it. Yes. Just go do it. Or I hate my job. Well, go get a different job. Go find a job that you love. Um, I love exercise as I've been telling you about, obviously with my morning workouts. So I'm currently with all of this working on the weekends and working Monday to Friday. I'm also working on becoming a personal training specialist, not even to take on any clients, but just for my own personal knowledge. Yes. Um, So I always just feel like what I can bring to people and what I've brought to friends over the years and people who have asked me for advice is the inspiration to say, if you want to go try something new, it's never too late. It's never too late to start a new career. It's never too late to start your own business. I've had my own businesses in the past that worked around my kids that were pretty successful. Um, It's never too late. Everything again comes down to discipline, believing in yourself and every single day chipping away at something that you're interested in. And there's nothing worse in this life than settling. The word settling. Oh, you know what my most hated saying is, is it is what it is. No, it isn't what it is. (laughs) Go make it something. It isn't like, I I don't like it is what it is because it's so defeatist. It's like, Oh, well it is what it is. No, it's not. Go make it something different. And it, you know, it's funny. It's like when I first met you, I was like, who is this powerhouse that just moved in across the street? Like she's stunning. She is like constantly moving. Like every time I looked over, you were like out there, like cutting the grass, whacking the weeds, like going for a walk with a dog, like had your headphones in doing this. And I'm like, this woman's on fire. Like she is wild. And then I finally talked to you and I was like, also super, super nice. Yeah. And I just, I love that about you. And I just, you inspire me. Like, Okay. Well, thank you. But (laughs) listening to your podcast, I'm like, I have a lot to learn from Brittany because you have, I, and we talked about this. It's the perception. Another great quote I love from a famous philosopher whose name I can't remember, but I should have (laughs) been paying better attention in school. (laughs) There is no reality, only perception. We as women often think people are perceiving us to be not qualified enough, not confident enough, not educated enough. No, you're whatever people, whatever you put out, people perceive that to be the reality. Like people thinking because I go on TV as a lifestyle expert, that my table is tablescape to perfection. (laughs) And my house smells like, you know, lavender and and citrus. No, it doesn't. It smells like smelly socks because I have three teenage sons. But not actually. (laughs) It doesn't actually smell like cats, but you have two really cute cats. Cats. It smells like cat feces and smelly socks. There you go. It does not actually smell like that. I won't lie. Every time I've come over, it's in pristine condition. The cats are very well behaved, except for one time Doug was on drugs. And then you always have some kind of delicious dip for me to eat, which I'm grateful for. So yeah, maybe I do have it together a little more than, you know, I might've had in the past, but I've got the time for it now. But at the end of the day, nobody knows what's going on in your head and only you know what's going on in your head. I think that's such a good way to put it because we see so much on social media and everyone's just putting out all they the only all that they want you to see Mm -hmm. so 
you can literally just be whoever you want and say whatever you want and give whatever advice you want and and pretend you are you know so successful and you know everything and at the end of the day like let's all just remind ourselves that adulting is not real and we are all just trying to really make it and try to you know just get by every day and we can all share what we know with each other but that's like the really the basis for this podcast is like talking to people to understand the things that they can contribute and learning from other people yeah. because none of us effing know what we're doing. Well, case in point, Brittany said, hey, I'd love to have you on the podcast. I'm like, what in the hell can I contribute to the podcast? I'm like, I have no skills. I have no talents. I have no, no, no. But, but it, you but you know what the best is? So I took a coaching course years ago. And if you, if, and this is a great exercise for anyone listening, take out a sheet of paper, put zero at one end, put your current age at the other end and just draw a line and just draw little, you know, segments of two years, five years, whatever you want. And then just fill in random accomplishments. Maybe it was a game, a soccer game as a kid that you won, or maybe it was, you know, getting a good mark in math class where you felt a sense of pride, or maybe it was getting married and having kids put your accomplishments on there and then take a look at it. And you're like, I don't even have enough room to put just these little things, Mm -hmm. but it's the little things that are the important things in your life. And we have, as humans, we do such a crappy job of acknowledging our successes, especially as business owners. It's like you reach the next milestone and the next level of whatever you'd set your sights on and you never stop to celebrate that and you keep going Mm -hmm. and you forget how far you've come. Mm -hmm. And we we just live in a society where we, it's always about the next thing, the next thing, the next thing, instant gratification getting what you want, but you're, you're so on point with that is that, you know, we set all these goals for ourselves and then we hit them and we just like, like just drive by them, like not even noticing that they flash by. And it's like, you worked so freaking hard for that. Celebrate it, celebrate all those moments, like that you hit a certain monetary goal or you got that number of clients or you, whatever it might be, you, you need to celebrate it because what else are you doing in your life? You're just passing by all these amazing moments. And then when you do look back and you make that timeline from of your whole life and you look at your accomplishments and you're like, why didn't I spend more time absorbing that and enjoying it and like living in that moment? And why are we so afraid as women and women in business to tell our friends about our successes? It's like, we're taught to, to not be boastful and it's not boasting. It's saying, Hey, Ladies, do you want to get together and have some champagne? Because I just got a promotion at work and I'm not boasting about it, but it's a big deal for me because I've been working so hard. People need to support, you need to support yourself, but it's no one is going to begrudge you your successes in life. People want to celebrate good things, especially after the last few years of such bad downer, depressing news, you're looking across the street and me raking a lawn and walking a dog thinking, look at this dynamo. And I'm (laughs) over there going, what a God dang disaster. My life is right now that I'm out here with a leash around my waist, raking the lawn. So one person's small accomplishment is another person's aspiration. You don't know how you're going to impact someone else. And this relates back to um, an episode, not last episode, there's two episodes ago, competition and clients. And I said like, to be proud of other people's successes is such good energy. Yeah. And it really brings more success to you because 
looking at someone else and being like, I just love what she's doing. You're only like leveling up. You're only reaching, you're only balancing what you can achieve with what they can achieve. Yeah, There's absolutely. no competition. It's just like, I want to be as awesome as you. Can I, can I level up to your awesomeness? And you're like, hell yeah, join in, you know? Yeah. There's, there's no competition there. In my day job, I work with some of the country's most successful doctors, plastic surgeons, dermatologists, and just thinking about the ones that are the most successful, how they differ from the ones that struggle. The ones that are the most successful are happy, able, and willing, and want to share their knowledge and expertise with all of their peers, they don't go, oh my gosh, if I tell them how I do this, they're going to steal that. And then I might go out of business. They're confident in who they are and their level of success and skill. Mm -hmm. And they're happy to share that. And the ones that struggle, I've noticed when asked, you know, do you want to share some of your, no, no, I don't want to let anyone in this town know what I do, how I do it. It's a Mm -hmm. tough competitive industry. And I always notice and observe that the ones that are most willing to share and speak on their expertise are the ones that have the highest level of success. Exactly. Because they're, they're confident. And I think it really boils down to the, the goodness behind it. You know, you want to share, you want to, you want others to do well. There's literally nothing negative about wanting others to succeed too. And, and you'll find your own success. Well, and the, the number one key to success is routine. The most successful people in the world have a routine. It doesn't mean they are routine, like the Victoria Beckham, who's eaten apparently the same salad for 25 years. It's not (laughs) that mundane routine. It's disciplined routine of wake up, exercise, get good sleep, focus on priorities, happiness, mindfulness, whatever your routine is, whatever sets you up for success lather, rinse, repeat. Mm -hmm. When you find a pattern that works for you, stick with it. But chaos is not uh, anything that is ever going to result in success, nor is just flying by the seat of your pants when you wake up in the morning, Mm -hmm. scrambling to get through the day. Not a path. I love animals so much because they really demand a routine from you. Like they, they're (laughs) born and bred routine animals, right? Like Artie wants the same routine every day and if we don't meet it you know you saw them as we started the podcast yeah I was bad I didn't follow routine and I gave him his bone before dinner because you know sometimes we want dessert before dinner and you know it threw him right off he needed his bone after dinner so then he was like I didn't have a bone before dinner even though he did and it's a whole thing but anyways having that to kind of guide you I think anything that guides you in your routines is important and whatever you want to achieve. You don't have to wake up at 5am. If that's not your thing, I mean, it works for us. But even half an hour, let's say you wake up at seven, try 630. Give yourself a freaking cup of coffee that's hot and you didn't have to microwave it seven times to keep warming it up. (laughs) Listen to the birds chirping. Don't stare at your phone. Don't doom scroll your competitors or your (laughs) nemesis on Instagram. Listen to the sounds of your house. And then what I do is I look around, I go, yeah, I've got some faults in that house for sure. We were talking about the spider eggs earlier. <laughs> but I look around and I go, oh, I am so grateful that I have a house. I'm so grateful I have this house. And then I slurp my hot coffee and I have two cats and a dog staring at me for their routine. Yeah. But at least they can't talk. 
And it, maybe that's the key is that it's a routine in silence. A routine in <laughs> silence is key. Silence is golden, as they say. Yeah. No, I think, I think that is, I do enjoy actually, that's probably one of my favorite things about the early morning routine is that from, so I like to have a little bit of time before I hit the gym, just because I need to kind of wake up because I'm not a morning person. So what, whether or not that's, that's emails, depending how busy I am at the time. But a lot of times if I'm not too busy that day, I'll read my novel or whatever I'm reading at the time. And I get to enjoy my coffee and read my novel. And it's like 30 minutes of this like magical piece. And then six o'clock hits and I'm like, okay, girl, get your shit together. And I get out there and I do my thing. Yeah. But I enjoy it. It's a, it, I really do enjoy the routine. And that was the key. You just said, okay, come on, girl, get out there, get your shit together. You have to talk to yourself like you're coaching a different individual that's oh, not yes. you. There are three people living in my mind <laughs> yeah. constantly. Cool. I don't know who the other one is, but the one She's that... She's this one. Oh, the, the wine the, one. The, the wine one. <laughs> well, okay. The wine one's fun. I've seen her in action a few <laughs> times, but the one that says, get your butt to the gym is the voice of discipline because you know how good you're going to feel. Yeah doing that versus doing nothing at all. And honestly, I will say that my mental health has been saved on more than one occasion through exercise. And anyone who isn't making it a part of their daily life should, it's essential. Brushing your teeth, exercising, it's it's a must in whatever form that is. If it's just stretching, if it's sitting there, if it's meditating, if it's walking around the block, you need to get your body moving to release all that pent up stress and tension There's that's been building with with animals this is going back so with horses when we're when you bring attention to a place where they have tension because they're so in tune with their bodies because they don't have verbal communication they have to be more in tune with their own body so what we do is we actually bring attention to a certain area that we know is holding tension and the way that they release that tension is by stretching and yawning and shaking and pawing. And it's actually like they literally have to move their bodies to release a spot of tension. So it that's exactly what it is. And anything with, with Chinese medicine and like anytime you have pent up energy, you literally have to like actually physically release the spot where the pent up energy is. Yeah. So it's key to be moving your body, whether that's fast or slow or just like an inch at a time. Yeah. You we're do. made to move. We are made to move and we're stuck all day, usually sitting in yes. a car or at a desk and it's bad. It's bad for your overall health and your well-being, and you can't function optimally sitting all day long. No. And if you think about just the way our bodies function, like every, you know, our blood pumps, our breath moves. If we're just sitting there and our body's trying to like move through its functions, and we're literally just still, how is it supposed to do its job properly? Yeah, and exercise is a lot better in terms of a positive outlet than screaming and throwing a plate against the wall. So I really recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> Although if you want to do that for exercise, go for it. Just yeah. you know those anger rooms where you get to like just destroy <laughs> yeah. everything. Yeah, exactly. I also just enjoy it because I find my mind it's a really good way to turn my brain on in the morning. Yes. Like I, I actually bought a whiteboard for my garage because when I'm working out, I get my best ideas. I um, heard that in one of your podcasts. Yeah. And so like, I literally have a whiteboard and I, this actually, so I'll reverse to a thought I had a minute ago, but I'm, I am a bit of a yo-yo work 
out person. So I'll go through like phases where I'm really intensely working out and then I'll like kind of fall off the bandwagon and then I'll be like, I feel like crap and then I'll get back into it. So when I was working in my corporate setting, they had a great gym at the office and I would go down to miss traffic. So I would do cardio in the morning and then wait till lunch, but they had a big whiteboard. So that's where that kind of started. And God forbid anyone else came and worked out <laughs> during that time because I would write like my goals and dreams all over this whiteboard in this communal gym setting. But now I have my own, but it's really where this podcast was kind of born. Like I would listen to other podcasts. I would listen to inspirational stuff. I'd be working out and I'd be like, oh, that's a good idea. And I'd scribble it down. And I have like a full album on my phone of like all my whiteboard ideas from my morning workouts. And like if I wasn't getting up at five, I'd literally just be having weird dreams and not you know, not bringing anything into the world. It's a yeah. great time. Yeah. And and I am going to circle back and recommend the book. It's a Toronto doctor. I believe he's a physiologist. I believe his name is Dr. Greg Wells. And the book is called The Ripple Effect. I just saw it on Amazon actually for $22.99. <laughs> this is, I have not been paid to plug <laughs> Amazon in this podcast. I just want to add that in there as well. I am not getting any type of residuals off of that recommendation, but the book makes so much sense. And I know when I just got more strict about bedtime, eight hours, and then if you don't have a good sleep, nothing in your life is going to go well. You will True. eat like crap. You yes. will snack on carbs. You will feel disgusting. You will be looking for sugar to just spike your yeah. blood sugar to get through the day. You will not exercise because you're not motivated or disciplined at this point in time and your brain is going to go to terrible well, places it's a survival mode yeah. Like. yeah you need everything get the eight hours then you eat better you mentally feel better you're motivated and disciplined to exercise and you stick with it and it saddens me to know that the vast majority of people think feeling crappy is normal and the way that life should be. And that's kind of comes to like, anytime you ask someone how they are, like usually the answer is tired. Yeah. Tired. Tired. Yeah. And yes, there are some tires that you cannot avoid. I go back again. I had three kids in under four years, three boys. I know tired. <laughs> I, I could not, I would have been like, screw you, Dr. Wells. I have three boys under the age of I four. I have a lot of girlfriends right now. I'm, I'm the only <laughs> blessed one without children, but they all have little ones and yes, they are tired. Like the things I hear, God bless you all. For yes, it is not good. Generation. But take that out of the equation. When you can get your life in balance, suddenly you're like, oh my gosh, why am I doing so well at work? Why am I doing so well at life? Why am I killing it? Why do I feel good? Because everything is in balance. So mm -hmm. it's a, just such a great book I recommend for everyone. It was very impactful on my life in terms of ensuring most importantly if i don't get eight hours sleep i don't go to i don't wake up at 5 a.m and i don't go to the gym mm -hmm. i get my eight hours sleep and then start fresh the next day okay, i like that. yeah i pr always prioritize sleep okay. that's why my house is pitch black at 9 p.m <laughs> because i have a 17 year old son who wakes up at 4 45 a.m to go to the he's gym very, even before me he's very motivated he's very disciplined He's the one okay, actually, I, like that. You, I just said motivated. He's and not motivated it with discipline. I was helping him with the resume. This is where it comes from. And you know, the little, like when teens are working on a resume, you do the little objective and I was helping him. I'm like, okay, write this motivated teen. And he's like, no, I'm not motivated. I'm disciplined. And he said, there's a difference, mom. Motivation is driven by emotion and how you feel. Discipline is doing it even when you don't feel like it. 
And so he wrote discipline teen seeking summer employment. <laughs> and I so, love that. yeah. And so I love that he's already, Hey, he's probably one of, you know, one in a hundred teenage boys that goes to bed at eight 45 and wakes up at four 45 so that he can. I saw him getting his dry cleaning out of his car. Did he have dry cleaning? He did. His, his uh, blazer from school. Oh my gosh. And he's very kind. He always says hello. He never ignores me. <laughs> I'm like, hi, I'm your weird neighbor. <laughs> well, the younger one never says hi because he's exhausted. He does not follow any of the advice I've given him. And he's learning the hard way. He's on his own path. Yes. yes. <laughs> As we like to say. Yeah. <laughs> he's following his own journey yes. to Uber Eats and <laughs> potentially type 2 diabetes. But anyway. Oh, my God. He'll be okay. He'll be fine. Yes. Yeah. He'll get there one day. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Well, I think... Let's jump. I do want to chat with you quickly about being a client of mine because one of my episodes was about competition and clients. And I have struggled in the last couple of years with COVID and with clients. And I found a lot of people changed during the pandemic and expectations changed. And just people in general, just social norms, I feel like changed a little bit. And you were really a joy to work for. Oh. So I wanted to kind of just quickly talk to you, jump ship kind of from our, our great conversation. And thank you so much for sharing all of that. That was awesome. Um, but just what, you know, why, why were you so normal? <laughs> why was I so normal? Because I'll tell you why I don't have a bizarrely obsessive attachment to things, Okay. to objects. I told you from the onset, I want four walls, a roof, and I don't want it to be cold. Mm -hmm. That was pretty much it. Not to say that I have no expectations because your team did a formidable above, like beyond my expectations job. So excellent. But at the end of the day, I don't ever want to be that person that said, I said satin nickel finish, not nickel finish. Like I just don't want to be that human because there are far more important things in life than scrutinizing, you know, the marbling on a countertop to such a degree. I got news for everyone. I love Renos. If I had unlimited funds, I would be in a mansion and I would have you on staff full time and you would be you just spiffying my house around the clock. I would love that. But barring that utopian fantasy that's never going to happen, I just truly have the perspective that what matters in the moment right now should not be your top priority should not be your finishes and fixtures. <laughs> it should be your health and your happiness. Mm -hmm. And I love a beautiful home and I want a beautiful home, but 10 years from now, it's not going to matter to you. Even mm -hmm. five years from now, it won't matter to you. It's what you put Even in the home. Even the six months. That's the part that kills me. It's like, the happiness yes. and the people and the energy and, and the, the vibe and the function, and the like, function yeah, of the lasts. home, of the home. Yeah. And I would say to anyone who is like, well, you haven't been in my house. Well, you see what they did with the corner round. I would say, <laughs> you know what? First of all, you're lucky if your biggest concern is the corner round. Mm -hmm. Like, wow. Yeah. I actually envy you because you must have like an amazing life if that's the biggest concern yeah. is the corner round. But at the end of the day, people see an overall picture when they come into your home 
unless you're my brother, in which case he scrutinizes everything. But anyway, he did an excellent job laying the floor. <laughs> People just get the overall, like when I came in your house, I'm like warm, glowing lighting, a beautiful candle. Everything is harmonious. Lots of touches of nature, mm -hmm. your personality reflected. That's all. I haven't even looked at the corner end until right now. And it is quite beautiful. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> yes, except just because it's so square, the dog hair sits on top of it. But that is that is neither here nor there. And one more thing I want to add is when you're hiring someone like Brittany, or when I'm hiring someone to do a professional job, I've hired them because they're they know better than me. If I knew better than you, I wouldn't hire you. I would do it myself. But I can't. So I think that people just need to, you know, I don't know, maybe sometimes it's just a reflex for certain people that where they feel like exerting control over others adds some element of power to their own lives. But no, you know what? I like, I think I was pretty chill and laid back. You were wonderful to deal with. And you asked the right questions and you, you cared in all the right moments and you were involved in the project to a point where it was like, this I only made one critical error. What? It was the porta potty <laughs> in the beating sun on the driveway for, oh my God, that porta I believe four months. So the best, the best part was the porta potty one day when they came to change it, I literally walked out the door and gagged and I was like, what is happening? And then the kids who live across the street from Casey, who are like two doors down from me were like, Oh my God, we woke up to the porta potty smell. And then poor Casey's like, when are we going to be finished? Cause this thing, I have to say in the neighborhood. Yes. I have to say I was unaware. Apparently the scent was being carried in a, you know, westernly fashion and it bypassed my windows. But the two teenage girls across the street were almost hospitalized for toxic and then gas you inhalation. Have neighbors with the hot tub very close to the fence line and we're pretty sure you destroyed their summer. Apologies, Rebecca and Steve, for that. I apologize, but what choice did I have? No, yeah, you didn't want them pooping in your house. 100%. <laughs> So that's my only, you know, I would say try and put your porto potty maybe, you know, in a less conspicuous place, but they couldn't get it in <laughs> it the backyard. It was just like set front and center on your driveway. It was hideous. It Anyone was a Anyone walking blight. down the street could be like, hey, free porta potty for videos. And you know what? Maybe they did because that would explain the toxic stench <laughs> emanating from it at or all times. a mystery turd. Despite your crew never using it. Oh, I'm sure they used it. For sure they Only did. your dad went in there once. Yeah, that was the best. <laughs> little little note for uh, all those contractors <laughs> listening is please don't speak to your clients about the mystery turd in the porta potty. It just kind of, you know, it... It sullies the relationship. <laughs> yes, I didn't need the graphic description of what was seen in the porto potty. I could have done without it, but oh, nonetheless, Andy. nonetheless, the job is complete, and I it looks great. Possibly still owe the neighbors a reconciliatory <laughs> glass of scotch or something, something stronger. Something that will plug their noses. <laughs> Luckily, people were still wearing masks for the most part then. Sure. So one of the benefits of COVID. True, true. 
Well, no, it looks great. And you had a great little Christmas party and it, it's such a cozy little space. I know it, it is so nice. And also when you're hiring someone to work with in terms of a contractor, I mean, I already knew Brittany's dad, so I knew it was going to be a home run because he had such a good reputation um, in my old neighborhood. So I knew, okay, well, if this is the spawn of Andy, then <laughs> she's got to be at least half as great as him. Yeah, just at least half, 50% for sure. <laughs> Which you were. And plus, I saw your dad there all the time too. So it was like a two for one bonus. Yes. It was amazing. Yeah. I love it. And did we achieve your goals? What was it? Dry, warm. <laughs> Four walls, a roof that doesn't leak because it is a flat roof, which is a bit of a gamble. Yeah. Um, and even with all the snow we've had and the melting, I'm like glancing up there, nothing at all. Toasty, cozy. I'm saving up my pennies so I can, you know, hire you for more. Ooh, yeah. Exciting. Plus the crew is, let's, let's be honest. Brittany's crew is quite gentle on the eyes i yeah, will say you should get a calendar it's not really oh. pc in this day and age yeah, to have, have you know one of those consent. calendars Definitely. and they did keep their shirts on the whole time but we like to hire the ones with really nice accents too oh yeah every australian did you have a south african no, accent a, in there we have a uh two northern englishmen we have a scottish plumber you wouldn't have met him because you didn't have any plumbing done but he's yeah i think plumbing. i did meet him did you did I not? No, you met Kenny, the electrician. Kenny, Sounds the electrician? Like he's from Scotland. He's from Northern England. Right. And his license plate is Sparky, is it, it not? It is. And you were worried about that, having an electrician with the license plate Sparky. Everyone has a gorgeous Commonwealth accent <laughs> and sparkling, glittering blue eyes and a yes. friendly personality. And I would really love a calendar. I think a calendar would be great. Let's do that. Let's do that. We'll have to... Uh... I'm volunteering my addition as the setting. I need <laughs> props. I love it. Etc. Get the porto potty back. Oh my god. Special appearance for July. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are running out of time. Anyways, thank you so much for being here. It was my a pleasure. pleasure. And your advice is uh it's sage. My old sage words of wisdom. You're really not that old. You're what are are you what? 45. Okay, so you're Math is hard. Nine years older than me. Yes. And just so you all know, Casey is 45, but looks about 30, 30. So um, <laughs> that can be her accomplishment for 45. It, yeah. You, uh, you've got a good routine going. I, I recommend everyone follow it. <laughs> so you can look as good as she does. Thank you, Brittany. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Now, please tell me where you get your teeth whitened. <laughs> Crest white strips. Oh, industry secret. Industry secret. I used to use those and they really hurt my teeth. Oh, I'd like double them up. I sleep with them. No, they really are. Nerve pain be gone. I will <laughs> you, have you white teeth. Damn nerves. it. Who needs nerves? Who and needs you've got nerves? white teeth. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just stay away from hot and cold beverages You're and, uh, you know, Lots don't eat ice cream. Yeah. No citrus, no ice cream. You're good. <laughs> well, thank you for being here. It was a pleasure. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Puppy Gang Fresh Foods. This is Artie's favorite time of day. We have been using Puppy Gang Fresh Foods for about a year now, and it's fantastic. Artie looks so forward to mealtimes. He used to be such a picky eater. We changed over when he was diagnosed with some joint issues, and it has been such a game changer for his health and wellness. It is made with human-grade meat. It's freshly cooked. It's delivered right to your door. 
It's in little convenient packs. It was developed by Holistic Nutrition. They're super sustainable. I can't say enough good things. If you use the code ARTI, you get 50% off your first eight packs. I really encourage you to do this if you've got a picky eater or someone with health issues in your family, one of your fur babies, try them out. That's Artie, A-R-T-I-E, for 50% off your first eight packs. If you liked this episode and any of our other episodes, please rate and review, share with your friends. Reviews are super important to getting us listened to, so that would be so appreciated. And we will catch you next time.